Hello listeners and welcome to episode 5 of Developing Your A-Game with me, Beverly, your show host. So this is a really interesting episode because we are going to be delving into emotional intelligence. I know we already touched on this briefly in episode 3 when I invited Fola Alade to come on. And we had such an interesting conversation around conflict resolution. So I thought I would have him back to discuss this very, very fascinating subject. So please enjoy and remember, follow, subscribe wherever you have podcasts. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Hola, I'm really happy to have you on the show today talking about emotional intelligence and I have to say for the sake of the listeners this is a particularly um, interesting topic for me because um, EI was actually high on my it was high on my personal development list for 2020 (laughs) and it's funny because 2020 has proven to be I mean, it's a great year. It's an extraordinary year, but it has proven to be one of the most um, challenging years ever, ever. So I think EI um, is needed more more now than any than in any other decade that we've probably lived. So Fola, you being the EI man. Um, and I'm so happy to have you back on the show for a second time. This is like a record. You are literally the first person to come back on the show um, so soon after the first um, um, episode we did, which was such a hit, by the way. So I'm super excited to have you on the show talking about EI. Is EI really all it's hyped up to be? And welcome to the show. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Beverly. It's really nice to be back here again. You see, when you ask whether EI is what it's supposed to be, it's like asking me whether life is what it's supposed to be. Uh EI is is life. And um, we can't do justice to EI without going back into the etymology of EI. That means what EI is all about. EI is a shortened form for emotional intelligence. Sometimes they call it EQ, emotional quotient. But what is EI? Yeah, emotional intelligence in not too many words is the fusion of the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you act. Now, I'll try to be as simplistic as possible when talking about emotional intelligence. It can also be said to be the ability to recognize and understand the emotions in yourself and others, and the ability to use this understanding, which is also known as the awareness to manage your behavior and relationship. Now, we have so many categories of um, emotional intelligence, but for the purpose of what we are doing today, I'm only going to focus on the first one, which is self-awareness. We have self-awareness, we have self-regulation, we have motivation, we have empathy, we have social skills. But in my opinion, the most important category of all is this issue of self-awareness. This is one topic I can get so carried away talking about. So I think I'll just allow you guide me (laughs) so that I just don't keep rambling on and on. Because because the concept, yeah, because the gamut, the whole gamut of emotional intelligence is so wide that, trust me, it's it's a full symposium discussion if we decide to go into the dynamics of emotional intelligence. But for the purpose of what I'm going to take, I would only be talking about um, self-awareness. Really, what is self-awareness? 
Self-awareness is the ability to perceive your emotions at the moment and understand your tendencies across situations. A lot of times, you know, people don't understand that um, um, that the, that that the whole um, embodiment is surrounded by emotions, the way they think, the way they feel, the way they act. If you are, if you have happy thoughts, it should reflect in the way you feel. And if you if you feel good, you definitely act right. Really, would you find someone? Who is happy on the inside, acting out on the outside? You understand. So what yes. I think I will do is just to just pause right here and be led by your questions. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Trust no, me, no. I can go no, on no, no, and no, no, on. No, no, no. That that's why I love having you on the show because you have so much to share and your enthusiasm. I mean, it's it's so palpable, and that's what listeners want to feel. They want to feel your energy because they can't see you. Um, and please, video video po- um, podcast that that will be coming at some point, you know, so they can can't actually wait. so they can see your energy. But yeah, I yeah. mean. Emotional intelligence, like you said, something really important. It's a, it's a level of self-awareness. You know, there's that um, um, quote I really like to refer back to, you know, to thyself be true or know thyself. It's so critical, right, in, in, in this journey called life. How, how can you become successful at anything you want to be if you don't know who you are? So I really want us to get into that. Like, what does it take to be self-aware? Like, I know I have been told when I was younger, you need to be more self-aware. And I used to feel so bad. Like, I'm so glad we're talking about this fallout because I think if anything, I will be the first person to benefit from this conversation. Like I, I would say that my emotional intelligence is a work in progress. Like I would get offended easily. You know, I would take things to heart. Is it that I, is it that I'm not aware that I am, uh, is it that I am, let me put it this way. I know I get offended easily. So I already have that level of awareness, but how do I take control of those emotions and not let them like just, you know, run away like wild horses? What's the connection between, I would say, self-control and um, what's the word? And emotional intelligence. Is there a link between the two? If it's any consolation, if it's any consolation, we all are a work in progress as far as the <laughs> emotions are concerned. Let me first of all start off with that. And you see, um, let me just, before I answer your question, let me take you down how I, my journey through emotional intelligence. You see, I'm a working time, I, I used to be a working time bomb. Working time bomb wow. in the sense that, yes, you know, look, I, 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 I'm yet to meet someone, I, I, I used to compare my temper to Okonkwa, if you can remember Okonkwa in things for Lapato. You see, <laughs> yes, my temper, yes. you see, and, and you see, the funny thing about my temper is that once I get annoyed, I just literally black out. And, you know, mm. I black out and I, and, 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 I, and I do so much damage that by the time I come through, a lot of times I ask myself the question, I look, for like, look, at, look at the way you reacted to something like this. Look at your reaction to this thing in question. Is it really at par with it? So I've always struggled with anger always struggle with anger and you see the funny thing about 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 being emotionally intelligent was that i remember what my sister said to me Bolanle, she was like look for you keep saying that um you can't control yourself and all that but a time will come when you start losing people because of this anger of yours you know at that point i knew i needed help yeah and let me tell you what emotional intelligence was able to do emotional intelligence was able to make me accept who i was you see and that's the problem a lot of people don't accept the fact that they have a problem 
Because when you don't accept that you have a problem, how can you deal with the problem? So I needed to, first of all, accept the fact that I had a bad temper. Mm. And in accepting the fact that I had a bad temper, I had to come to terms with the fact that having a bad temper does not make me a bad person. You understand? And I just had to, yes, I just had to look for ways to handle the temper. Number one, yes, the first thing, come on. Yeah. Yeah, the first the, the, the first the first step I took towards that was to was what I would like to call a first um the five seconds pause. When anything gets me upset in my mind, well, we're thought to count to five in your mind. One, two, three, four, five. Trust me, the five was not working. I increased uh. it to ten. <laughs> Trust me, I increased it to ten. Ten wasn't working. Now I I I increased it to fifteen and I started counting backwards. So you see, so 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 the whole gamut of emotional intelligence really is also subsumed in an understanding of who you are and what gets you agitated. Someone like me, I don't like to argue. It's funny, I'm a lawyer, but arguments <laughs> agitate. Yes, trust me, arguments get me upset. So most times when people try to get into an argument, I just go quiet. Yeah. And they and they they, they, they don't know that my going quiet is a defense mechanism. So most times when I'm upset or when this, I just say, okay, if you say so. Because I've been able to understand little things that get me upset. Arguments agitate me. Um, so most times I just wait. I don't, I don't argue. So I don't put myself in, in a position where I need to get, get angry. That one is a byproduct of emotional intelligence. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I'm able to, even by, by virtue of being a mediator, identify some cues that might turn an argument into a perspective that might make it get blown out of proportion. So once it starts looking that it's going, like it's going to get blown out of proportion, I use my EI skills to diffuse it. So back to your question. So the most important thing really is an acceptance of who you are. You understand? Not running away from it, not, 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 not believing it. But when you accept it, then you now look for ways to, 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 to apart from maybe embracing it or finding ways to keep it to the barest minimum. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now there's something that you said that also kind of got me thinking you, you, you talked about how you don't like to put yourself in certain situations where you, you know, you might lose your cool and things like that, but you see the way the world is and how life works, you cannot possibly control everything around you for like you know what they say right you can only control what's within your control we cannot you know you you, otherwise you're it's almost like isn't it almost unnatural to want to control your and your external environment so that you never lose your cool i i also i always believe that emotional intelligence was linked to just being able to you know just let it slide if somebody says something to you that you don't like if somebody makes a, a, an insensitive comment you you don't let it get to you to the point where you lose your cool now i i want to understand whether um that is emotional intelligence or emotional intelligence is simply just you know you really try and remove yourself from those situations completely but how do you how do you get on with people at work you know when we talk about emotional intelligence in the workplace you have that boss that is just so mean to you and is always putting you down in front of other people or passing you over for a promotion for like how do you deal with this because this is in your face it's not something you 
you can avoid, you know, I'm sure that's what some listeners would be thinking. Real life, real life. How do we make this applic- applicable to real life? Now, let me ask you a question. This particular boss from hell, as I like to call it, <laughs> you understand? Yeah. You'll be very surprised that that boss is married to someone, right? Right. Now, now that boss has children. That boss has people around him or her that seem to understand who the person is. You see, that's the thing about emotional intelligence. You are only in control of yourself. You're mm-hmm. not in control of others. And I also need to point this out, and, and point quickly point this out. Emotional intelligence is not a license to be stupid. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. People, need to yeah. un- people need to understand that, that um, somebody slapped you on your left cheek and you turn your right cheek. That is not emotional intelligence. That is pure stupidity. But you <laughs> see, the ability to understand when to speak to that person so that when when and if and when you talk what you say will resonate that will resonate with that person is what makes you emotionally intelligent you see um and um, bev the, i'm sure you have some friends that i don't know whether you have those kind of friends like i have some friends that we we, we share banters by insulting each other i have a friend that calls me i have a friend that calls me big head now and i ask a question why will um i'll use why will tunde call me a big head and I will laugh. Exactly. Then Bev will call, then Bev will call me a big head and I will get upset. Please, what is mm. the difference between the big head Bev called me and the big mm. head today called me? Mm. You mm. see, it mm. is the interpretation that you have given to that big head. That is what is making you upset, not the word big head. So now let me bring that home to the boss from hell, uh, quote and unquote. You see, you need to be able to study people. Now, have you considered the fact that the whole charade about being wicked and all is just probably to, 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 in his or her own limited ways to enforce discipline? Have you considered that maybe she's actually doing that to cover a complex problem? Because mm. I would also be surprised that this, this, this so-called boss from hell will get along with some people oh, and yes. not get along with some other people. So yeah. are you saying that is he get, are the people he, he is getting along with, is he getting along with them because they are subservient to him? No. It is an understanding of the, pers- of, the pers- of, of the person. You see, to make life work, both parties don't need to be emotionally intelligent. It just takes one person to be emotionally intelligent, to be able to understand that people will continue to do the best with what they can. If they know better, they will do better. You see, and it's, 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 so you see, I, I'll say that again. People will continue to do the best with what they can. If they know better, better they will do they better. Will do better. Like they will it. do better. Yes, you understand. Someone mm-hmm. that is not emotionally intelligent will immediately react to that situation and be like, this person is wicked, this person that's, is wicked. That's and me. All that. <laughs> you understand. But you yes. know the funny thing? Yeah. I won't do that. I'll probably just take a back seat and ask myself, why is this person acting the way this person is acting? What could be going wrong? You understand? Mm. The, the person could be, and you see, a, a lot of times, see, human beings don't, they, they, they don't operate in a silo. They don't operate in isolation. You see, everybody is a product of his, of his or own environment, which is why a child that is brought up in, in a single home, most times are always more independent minded than children brought up, brought up with both parents because they have watched their parents, they have watched their mother or their father take independent decisions, as opposed to a child brought up with wearing parents, wearing the see the mother consult with the father and all that. So, they, they have, so there is a reason why that person is behaving that way. Mm. All you just need to do is just study the person. And, you see, and understand and empathize with the person and not just come up with this, with this reaction that, okay, fine, this person is this way, this person 
blessings that way. When you do that, you don't you don't have a clearer picture of issues. And this is what emotional intelligence does. You see, the truth of the matter there is you say, nine and six, depending on the angle we look at it from, would always look the same. That's the funny thing. Depending on the angle you look at nine and six for. So mm. this now brings me back to what I'm trying to make you to, to what I've been trying to explain. Your interpretation of the situation determines your outlook. Absolutely. And yes. That is just it. Yes. Your interpretation yes. of the situation determines you can see the person as a bad person. I might just see the person as someone that just needs a little bit of understanding. And when you do that, it helps you relate to people on their level. Which is why you have some people that when you talk to, you joke with them. You have some people when you talk, when, when you decide to discuss with them, you draw a line. You understand? Not, not because of anything, but because you've noticed some certain things that if you decide to go beyond that line, the law of safe finish might come into play. Hmm. You know, that is so powerful. You know, what you've just said now about the way we interpret everything you know you're talking with one person and they say something which might be very insensitive from another person but because you interpret things from that person in such a different way you read into that person differently you absorb the information differently so now i'm thinking if we know if we know now that there is a context into human behavior <laughs> is it now for us to learn to re to re to rewire not even to learn to rewire the way our brains think because i i still react to, i'm i'm a very uh, i'm not a reactive person that's not really the right word but i do react to stimulus very easily so what you're saying about you need sometimes you just need to pause and yeah, you think before you speak pretty much kind of thing but um you know when i think of ei and I think of leadership, you know, they say AI is, is one of the new, very important quotients that you should have if you want to be a leader. <laughs> I know you're laughing. I know. I know. There's so many cliche things we read about, you know, whether it's business intelligence reports or uh, on, on the Internet. It's like, oh, you have to have a high EI so you can be a great leader, you know, leaders like, you know, look at Trump. Look at what's going on with Trump. But the thing about Trump is I'm not a Trump person, but some people think he's amazing. and His EI is not very high. So, again, I'm asking myself. Is there a correlation really between high EI and great leadership? Because some not so great leaders are clearly great to the millions of people that, that follow them. So it's just how do we unravel this EI, um, you know, how to, like, how, where, how do we really apply it? And does it really, really matter? Or are we just, again, overblowing it, overstating it? Because people will be people. We have to be ourselves, right? We can't keep thinking about everybody. I mean, yeah, we, we think about other people, but it, you end up walking on eggshells because you have to be so cautious with different people. You're cautious with this person because you know that person is like this, that person is like that. I don't know what you think about that. You know, it's funny. I, 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 I'm sitting now. Okay, sign. I'm asking myself. Okay, so so what's the question? And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just like, yeah. You can you can tell I'm trying to make sense of EI. Oh yes. I, I, oh yes. You're trying I to make sense of EI. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So and and I'm I'm, I'm gonna it. yes. And I'm gonna just take off on. I'm gonna. I'm, I think I pretty much get what you're saying, but I'm gonna take off on two standpoints. The first standpoint okay. is on is on the is on the man called Trump. You know. 
The funny thing about Trump is this. When I hear people talk about Trump and all of that and everything, and this is where AI comes into play, I just ask mm-hmm. myself a question that, can one person just be the way everybody says he is? And I decided to take it upon myself to go back and read on the man called Trump. In fact, it, it, it just so happens that um, I'm just finishing a book on Trump called How to Get Rich. There was a book I, I read, How to Make Great Deals. And I went back into, I like to use a word called the etymology of something. You understand? I looked at how Trump was brought up. Trump's father was, uh, Trump's father was pretty strict. And there were so hmm. many things Trump's father was doing that Trump had a problem with. You understand? You know the funny thing? The whole real estate um, business thing here and all that, Trump got part of it from his dad. But Trump still believed that his father could have made millions from uh, millions of dollars from what he was doing. And I don't want to use the word resentment. You know, Trump has always been someone that likes to achieve the impossible. Mm-hmm. You understand? Trump has conquered. Yeah. Trump, yeah, Trump has achieved the impossible. So, 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 so Trump, in a, in a, in his own way, you see, Trump is for me. In my own opinion, I don't, I don't see Trump as a bad person. I just feel, I see, okay, fine. Trump is running the U.S. the way he would run his business. You understand? In the sense that, look, he does not care whose ox is God. The most important thing is for him to achieve what he wants to achieve. Forgetting that business is not politics. Politics exactly. is not business. Exactly. You understand? In politics, you need empathy. Exactly. In politics, you need to be sympathetic. Exactly. In business, you just in business, you just need to get the job done in whatever way. And that is where Trump is getting his wrong, treating the country like he would treat his business. You understand? So at the end of the day, this also brings us, you see, we need to understand what our level of control is. You see, you're only in control of yourself and what you have around you. You're not in control of your environment. And this also brings us back again to the, the whole gamut of self-awareness. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a question, um, 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 Beverly. When you think ask of me? ice cream, what, yeah, when you think of ice cream, what comes to mind? Just mention the first two things that come to mind when you think of ice cream. Still on the principle of emotional intelligence. Without vanilla, thinking, tell me. Without thinking, yeah. van- vanilla yeah. on, a, on a cone with the whip, the whip, like the whip vanilla on the cone, yes. yes. Then when you think of fire, what comes to mind? Immediately, the first hell. thing that comes to mind is hell. 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 Exactly. Hell. Now, when you think of Nigeria, what comes to mind? Strife. Exactly. Now, it would interest you to know that the way you see all these things might be different. For some, for someone like when you, think, when you mention ice cream, you know what comes to mind? Cold. I don't yes. like cold things. Ah. I don't like cold things. So, so when you mention ice cream, you understand because yeah. I don't like cold. Because I don't like cold things. The first thing that comes to mind is is, is something cold. When you mention fire, you mention hell. I mention yellow. Mm. Ye- I mention yellow color because I love yellow. That's what comes oh, to wow. mind. Oh wow! Yes, you see. Now you can see the difference in perspective. We are all sitting totally. there. Now when you mention totally. now when you mention Nigeria, can I tell you what comes to mind? Opportunities. Because I'm a businessman disguised as a lawyer, I know very mm. well that the more problems you are able to solve. The more money you make, so you see oh, opportunities. Sure. Yeah, you see. So, so, for so, sure. but, but, but it would interest you to know that we are seeing the same thing, but looking yes. at it from different angles. You understand? Absolutely. Does that mean, yes? But and, and this is where a lot of people get it right wrong. That you are right does not mean that I am wrong, and that I am oh. wrong does not mean that you are right. You I see, saw this somewhere. That, I saw this somewhere. Exactly. We're you both. See, so, yes, yes, yes. We're both. We see. We, we see. We can both be right on the same thing and we can both be wrong 
on this, depending on perspective. And this is where, and, it's, and, and this is why I continue to hammer on the principle of emotional intelligence because both of us can sit down and on both fronts argue on a particular thing. And guess what? Based on our level of perspective, both of us might be right. Or based on, on, on what we know or on on, on, or, or, or on our limited knowledge, we can also both be wrong. Absolutely. So the thing about, yeah, so the thing about emotional intelligence that I try to make people understand is this. It is neither here nor there. Really? You there are no right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no right answers, there are no wrong answers. You understand? I can stay here now and argue on, on why I think Trump is the best president to happen to the United Nations, to the United States, and in another breath, also give congen points to show that Trump is the worst thing that happened to the United States of America. It all just depends on perspective. Absolutely. And that is where people should, yeah, and that is where people, and that is why self-awareness, you know, I keep mentioning self-awareness, is really very important in the scheme of things. And that is why you need to have a relative level of understanding of yourself to be able to understand how to interpret situations. Oh, okay, I love what you said. Now, 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 for someone who, okay, you know what comes to mind? The visual I'm getting is glass half full, glass half empty. So if someone is saying to you, Fola, look, I really need to become successful, you know, like every year I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm not making it, things aren't working out. Could it be that that person's personal reference may need rewiring so they can see opportunities rather than because what you've said is to me what I've taken from what you've said is it's a reference point issue you see opportunities where others see uh, challenges and that way of thinking is also what you call um, you know thinking for success so when you're wired in a certain way, you will see those opportunities come around you, which will increase the probability of your success. But if you're looking at things from a negative standpoint, then naturally you may get bogged down easily. You may tire easily. You may, you may lose. Oh, that's your, I can hear your daughter. You may lose faith easily. And that then in turn will have a further negative effect and potentially um, limit your you know potential for success so do you think there it's about rewiring your brain for success so if you think successfully you're more likely to be successful you're more likely to walk through life dealing with people and treating people like you know this thing like you said it doesn't it's not it's not it's not it's not one plus one is two it's so intertwined in so many things. Trump is successful. I don't know how, how we've ended up using him as a case study, but we'll use him. And he's been, you know, some people would say he's not treated some people very well. He's treated some people badly, but he's still successful. So, again, where does EI come into this and, you know, personal See, success? I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you asked this question, you know, because when people ask me now, okay, fine, fine, Fola, you got into mediation in 2015 and um, in less than five years, you've been able to quote and unquote um, um, make a mark in mediation here in Nigeria. And I tell them something. I said, look, what conversation are you having with yourself? Oh, that's the first, that, 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 the first thing you have to ask yourself is, this, what conversation are you having with yourself? I tell people one thing. I'm not good in, in a lot of things. But the few things I know, I know them very, 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 very well. Ask someone to tell, ask someone to please mention what his strengths are. 
the person starts to think, um, I think my strength is this. I think my strength is that. Tell them to mention what their weaknesses are. They can give you an encyclopedia of what their weaknesses are. And that, for me, is a problem. You see, so the thing is this here, if you're not going to bring in emotional intelligence into the scheme of things, why do people focus more on their weaknesses and put their strength uh, uh, without focusing on their strength? Exactly. If I tell you what my, <laughs> now, now, if I tell you what my weaknesses are, it's, you'll be shocked to find that I'm slightly dyslexic. Me too. Slightly dyslexic. So here's the thing. I'm slightly dyslexic here, yeah. but because I'm slightly dyslexic, I do more of listening and audiovisual than reading. Oh. I would rather, I would, yeah, but that is, but every day I wake up at 4 a.m. and I make sure I listen to a book, to an audio book for two hours. Wow. So you'd rather, yeah, so, so you really find me reading. But you find me listening to audiobooks. You, you got find me, me watching. Audio, you got me in audiobooks, you actually. So mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, but you cannot imagine a scenario where probably picking up a book and seeing all the words going blah, 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 blah. I just, I just said to myself, okay, my father, because you're slightly dyslexic, you don't read anything anymore. You see, but because I've been able to understand what my strength is, mm. you understand my strength. I just left reading, and and and, and, and the beauty about um, about listening to audiobooks is that it, I can multitask. I'm listening, yes. I'm doing other things. You understand? Yes. I'm listening, yes. I'm doing other things. Now, yes. still on the principle of having an understanding of self, when I became emotionally intelligent, I just discovered that litigation was not my thing. And Same I just say that, yeah, you understand? And the only reason I was able to discover that litigation was a major weakness was because of emotional intelligence. Because I just, and I now tilted from litigation into mediation that I dare say I do so well. Why? Because you are of brilliant intelligence. at it. Mm-hmm. You see, exactly. So, mm-hmm. and, and this is emotional intelligence because I think every day I'm able to identify what my strengths are. I'm able to amplify my strengths. Then my weaknesses, I delegate them out. So if you give me a book to read, if you give me a book of 375 pages and you tell me to read, you know what I do? I give it to my intern. I tell them, can you please summarize this book into 20 pages? And getting the cogent points out. Yes. And that's what I'll read. You see, so, so, yes. because, so because I'm able to identify my strength, I don't talk about my weaknesses. If I tell you what my weaknesses are, <laughs> apart from that, I think I also have a slight attention deficit disorder. If, 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 if I'm not interested in something, my, I just zone out. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I completely zone out. I'm actually the you same, know? to be honest. <laughs> so I you am see, the same. But, but then again, you see, this is still part of what we're talking about. But does that make me now feel like, oh, God, I can't concentrate on this one and all of that? And no, I don't say that. I just say to myself that, look, like, it just doesn't interest you. So if this doesn't interest you and a thousand and one other things interest you, hey, that is not such a bad thing. So if I'm not going to bring everything I've said yeah. down to the concept of success, yes. it, it still boils down to the fact that when you have an understanding of yourself, Yes. You understand. And you have an understanding of the fact that of what you like and what you don't like. You know what you do. You amplify what you like. You amplify your strengths. You leave what you don't like. That's number one. Number yes. two, when you have emotional intelligence, you try your hands on a lot of things so that, so that you can at least have an idea of what it is you like. If I ask you what your favorite meal is now, let's, can, you, can you tell me what your favorite meal is, Ben? My favorite meal is it's um um, um seafood linguine. <laughs> okay, yes. whatever that means. But before, before, <laughs> com- but before coming down to seafood linguine, I put it to you that you must have probably tried sushi. You might have yes. tried prawn. You might have tried a yes. lot of things. And somehow, yes. some way, 
that seafood linguine happened to be one of the many things you had tried that you just resonated with immediately. Yes. But the point yes. is that if you hadn't tried a lot of these things, how will oh, you know what you like? How will you know? Paula, you so, know what? You've said something. I just need to come in at this point. You've said two key things. The first thing I'm just going to go back to is accentuating the positive. You amplify exactly. your strengths. Now, there's something that you may have heard about called imposter syndrome. And I need to bring this in for my female listeners because this is something that we are all struggling with. And when you were talking about accentuating the positive, amplifying your strengths, why do people choose to speak more, uh, to focus more on their weaknesses and also, be, and also think about the way, listen to how you talk to yourself? When you were saying that, oh my goodness, I kept thinking, okay, he's saying this stuff. We know this. Why don't we practice it? Why don't we, do, you know, because I would rather focus more on my weaknesses because... I'm amplifying my weaknesses and I feel like you can see my weaknesses. My weaknesses stick out like a sore thumb to me. And I'm like, you can see it. He can see it. He can see it. So when you said that, I said, I need to tell Fala about this. I'm sure you've heard about this imposter syndrome. It's just, it's a menace. We are so many, you know, so many women, intelligent women, amazing women, women, whether they're housewives at home, whether they're high power executives, whether they're amazing teachers, uh, facilitators, lawyers, doctors, um, um, project managers, we all feel like, oh no, we can't do this project. You know, I think this is too big for me. I can't do this. But people are like, no, you're great. You know? So what you said, like, I, I just had to get that one in there. I'm still struggling with imposter syndrome. Then you said one more thing. Oh gosh, I need to remember it. You said, okay, the accentuating the positive, Imposter syndrome. Oh my goodness. I, I, it will come back to me, but there, was, there were two points you made that I yeah. just, yeah. Um, focusing more on your strengths than your weaknesses and yes, amplifying your yes. strengths than your weaknesses. And yes, you see, yes. if I may just quickly respond to what you just said now, you see, a lot yes. of times we, we, we have subconscious conversations with ourselves and uh, uh, without even knowing that we do, we have subconsciously allowed our environment affect us without even knowing that we have to, that, that has happened. And I'll tell you a joke here. You know, when, when I was much younger, my mom, when I was like, not, like when I was, not like when I was much younger, my mom would look at me and tell me I look like two-faced. And I'll start laughing because <laughs> if I, because and our own definition of telling me I look like two-faced was because two-faced was a fine guy. You understand? So I don't know how I look like right now. But my mom has always made me feel as if I'm a fine boy. So oh, most times lovely. when I tell, yeah, so, so most times when I tell people that I'm a fine guy, you just look at me and look, look at what I did when you were asking for a headshot. I sent you close to 40 pictures. <laughs> I sent No, then you can imagine. So you see, you, you can imagine doing that. You know, I'm sure you didn't even know where that was coming from. Now, that's the kind of conversation that, that, that my mom had made me believe that I could do almost anything and everything. Now, try and imagine oh, someone. That's amazing. Now, that's yes, amazing. Now, 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 try and imagine someone who, when growing up, his parents had told him that he would not amount to anything. But somehow, some way, you understand, he's tried to fight that battle and he gets to a particular point where in something he now meets a problem, then he just subconsciously remembers what his parents told him that he will not amount to anything. He now allows that to weigh him or her down. See, that is what usually happens with the issue of imposter syndrome. Because there's a you see, we're all fighting a battle that we don't see. Everyone. The battle is Everyone, the battle, is, the, the battle is, sometimes people fight through battles. I call it the battle of the me, myself, and I. You mm. understand? Because, yeah, because you have that voice inside of you telling you that you will not amount to something. 
then you have that other voice that says you're going to amount to something. That, those are two voices that you now have you on the outside who is feeding either of those voices. You understand? Uh... You have, yes. So, so what you do is that based on what you see outside and, and, and all of that, you now decide what the, the particular voice you feed. You can decide to feed your voice, the voice of insecurity, by giving it some. That. You understand? By giving I it some that. sort of semblance, or you can decide to feed the voice of um, or the voice of confidence by feeding it what you see. Look, I tell people one thing. Look, I've 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 been suicidal twice. I've wow. literally tried to kill myself twice. Wow. So when, so when people see me, and I, so when people see me now, and they go like, "Oh, Fala, I wish I could be like you." I tell them that, "Are you really sure you want to be like me? Do you know what I've been through?" And you see, and every day I'm fighting a battle, and I'll tell you a battle. And that's one thing people who suffer from depression need to understand that look, depression is not is not a quick fix. You understand? No, it's not. Once it's once not. once you get into that face, you have to constantly fight that battle for the rest of your life. Now you cannot choose. Absolutely. You cannot choose. Some people choose to use drugs and all that, but I choose to surround myself with positive things. You see, it, it, it's funny how I disconnect myself from people. Beverly, people don't even understand how I don't joke with my peace of mind. Once I once once I find something affecting my peace of mind, I immediately disconnect myself from it. You understand? The reason why yes. I focus, yeah. The reason why I focus on my strength is because I'm because I'm still in battle with myself. You understand? Yes, and, 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 yes. and, 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 and you see, and which is why sometimes I always tell people one thing focus on your strength, focus on the things you like doing, focus on the people you, uh, you are around, focus on everything that makes you happy. Because you see, when you focus on all of this, you understand, there are no two ways about it. Once you are successful, once you're legitimately successful, you will feel fulfilled. So, and, and that is why I tell people one thing the greatest gift you can give to yourself is to become emotionally intelligent. Because when you become emotionally intelligent, you question everything. You understand? Mm. You should, you, you is this quest- good for me? Is this, is this good, good for me? me or is it what bad for have- me? Exactly. Yes, yes, you also ask yourself, yes. you see, the fact that yes. everybody is saying it's good, if you feel it is bad, does not make it any... You see, you see does, does, not change, does, not, does not change anything. You see, you see, a lot of times, when, when, let, let, I'm getting overwhelmed. Let me just, let, 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 me, hear, let me have your next question, um, Beverly. Oh, no, no, no. You're just... <laughs> Yeah. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Sense to me. Um, you know, yes. I can relate on the depression part because when I was a young adult, I would say that university age, I also I, I went through things. I you know, university um teenage years are a very sensitive time. You know, your emotions are really, you know, going through the roof hormonal changes and again you said something that really touched me you know when you when you talked about your mom growing up and your mom making you feel on top of the world calling you you know boy my two-faced and it made me realize and you know these are things as a mom that I should know but maybe should practice more often the power of you know positive affirmations you know what the way we speak to other people as well you know what what external voice are you putting out into the world what voice what what is the voice that your children hear from you you know so that really really touched me so deeply because i can hear the emotion in your voice speaking about your mother it's beautiful it's really really beautiful and then you know just um you know coming back to you know the depression part and what you said about the you know the battle which is ongoing and you know i think 
I'm also realizing now that um, I have to really understand that this is an ongoing lifelong battle because I, like I was saying, I, I had my emo emotionally turbulent times when I was a young adult and imposter syndrome also set in. And then your life changes when you get married, have kids, a new set of fears you now take on. It's bad enough when you're you know, on your own and you're dealing with all these things. And then you add that additional dimension of, am I a good mother? I'm a rubbish wife or I'm not, I could be a better wife or I, I you know, so it just made me remember all these things that I had been through as well. And I know for a fact that I didn't discover personal affirmations until recently like you said so rightly what voice are you feeding there's the negative voice literally the devil on the left like whispering into your ear and then on the right shoulder the angel whispering you know so you've you've got these two opposing forces and if you're a spiritual person and if you believe in things like that otherwise if you just want to look at it from a secular point of view you have the negative voices and you have the positive voices so which one are you listening to more and I just thought wow that's so powerful if you look at it that way I want to feed the positive so that outwardly I express more positivity and that way hopefully my point of ref my reference point will change so that I develop a better EI. Because again, Paula, what you said at the beginning of this conversation, your reference point will determine your outlook on life. So if, you, if you've been through some really difficult things, maybe when you were younger, that remain unresolved as you get older, you will find recurring issues, personal issues, emotional issues, unresolved issues. And... You know, certain people may wind you up a lot. You may not get on with men. You know, there's some women that just, just don't, like I had that problem. I'm just going to bring it out here. I, I, I went through a phase where I used to uh, react negatively to, towards men. Um, I didn't even realize it till someone pointed it out to me. And um, this was when I was in my mid-20s. And she said to me, um, you know, I noticed that when the guys came um, to hang out with us because we were all were girls. And then when they came, my tone changed. I became agitated, argue, you know, so I don't know what could have caused that because, you know, I had a positive role model for a father, but again, I'm sure there's things deeper that, you know, would have caused things like that. So you're right. Um, that personal reference point is so crucial. What voice are we feeding? You know, you, we've really covered a lot. The, you know, there's no way you can avoid getting personal. Um, no, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I must add two things to what to what you have just said so well. I have two mm -hmm. daughters, and every day I call I call the first one. I call both of them princesses. You know, when Aww. whenever I come, I just look at them and I say, "You guys say after me, I'm beautiful." They say, "I'm beautiful." Say Aww. after me, "I'm bold. I'm bold. I'm strong. Aww. I'm strong. I can overcome anything." You see. That is what I make them. That's that's what I feed into them every day. You understand? Know, they can have it because because they're still highly impressionable. You don't want them feeling that. Most times when I make them say, they just start laughing and all that. But you see, I'm making a deliberate effort 
to, mm. to instill into them that positive affirmation. And, and I'll also tell you one thing about emotional intelligence that that, uh, that, has, that also works for me is that I, I, apart from even having an understanding of your strength and your weaknesses, it makes you try things more. A lot of times I try, there's so many things I try that once I fail, I don't see it as, I don't see it as a failure. I see it as a learning curve. You understand? Because mm, you never, yeah. because you see on, on your road to success, you never really know which one would actually take you there. Sometimes True. you just have to keep winging it. You understand? <laughs> but when, yeah, but in winging it, you understand there are lessons to be learned. So if anybody should ask me what my secret weapon is, I tell them it's emotional intelligence. Even in this mediation that we do, because you and I know that in mediation, we don't deal with, we don't deal with law. We deal more with facts. Now, yes. facts are subsumed yes. in them. Facts are subsumed in emotions. You understand? And because yes. facts are subsumed in emotions, you cannot extricate one from the other. And I tell people one thing. Try to imagine you trying to sort out um, a misunderstanding between two Arsenal fans and you're putting on a man with Jesse. You cannot go far. <laughs> no, but you don't ask yourself this question. Even if the issue in contention has nothing to do with the clubs they belong to, but for the fact that you're actually putting on a man you Jesse in trying to resolve a dispute between two Arsenal you've fans. Lost you know, you've lost them. You've lost them. them. So yeah. now you now ask us now is that not also emotional intelligence? Or let's assume you're or let's assume to let's assume you're trying to resolve a dispute between two people working in global com and you're putting on an ATL's t-shirt. Please tell me how you're going to go far now. You can't go far. <laughs> so you see, so yeah. so you so when you talk about emotional intelligence, I tell people what emotional intelligence is life. Emotional intelligence is the key to success, it is the key to fulfillment. When you ask me, I tell people one thing that look, I'm happy. I am fulfilled because through emotional intelligence, I've been able to discover my passion. You know, and you know one thing about emotional intelligence that, that, that also happens is that, look, this mediation that I do, you can imagine I can do it for free. Try and imagine you now doing something you like so much and being paid to do it. You, it's, it's amazing, just, it, right? It's amazing. The it's like yes. Imagine, it's, it's likened to you actually sleeping. And waking up to watch TV, to eat, and all that. Then you have some people making, paying you to do what you like. Yes. Is, that not the, is that not the pathway to it's the dream? Fulfillment? It's yes, the dream. It you understand? Yes. It's the dream. You know, some people wake up in the morning, they drag themselves to the office. You know, they tell you they can't stand Mondays. They say, thank God it's Friday. If yeah. you genuinely enjoy what you do, there will be no distinction between a Monday and a Friday. Every single Absolutely. day of the week, you are living your life. Why? Absolutely. Emotional intelligence. So if, if so, to people listening to this, if they don't take anything out of this discussion I'm having with you, they should please take one thing out of it. Have an understanding of yourself. You see, because once you have an understanding of yourself, you have an understanding of life. When you have an understanding of life, you have an understanding of situation. When you have an understanding of situations, you have an understanding of perceptions and how to deal, to deal or go about it. Okay, so how does one... Okay, so if somebody says, I've never really paid attention to myself, I, I'm just, you know, it's all about other people. I want to start paying more attention to myself. What would you say to someone who wants to have a better understanding of themselves? What practical advice would you give to someone that wants to understand themselves better? Get a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing. You gotta start get a pen and paper. Have a conversation with yourself. Give yourself another name. My name is Folalade, but my alter ego is called Flu. So most times when I want to have a conversation with myself, I have a conversation with Flu. Okay. Now take it. Yes, that's what I do. Take a pen and paper. You see, don't be ashamed. There's nobody but yourself. 
write down what your likes are. What makes you happy? You understand? What makes you happy? What, kind, what are the things that when you do, you know, first of all, write down what makes you happy. Write down what makes you sad. That's on the first sheet. Then the next sheet again, write down the things you would naturally do for free. Without, you know, now out of what makes you happy, consider the things that, would, that you would naturally do for free without being paid, that, gives, that, that genuinely excites you. Then also write down the things that you do that you don't exactly like. You'll be surprised that some of the things that you do that you don't exactly like might be your job. So you don't ask yourself a question. Yes. And, but the point is this here. And you know the funny thing is this here. When I, when, when, when I resigned from my former law firm, I resigned, I think I was, I, I resigned as the assistant head of chambers here in Lagos. And it was yes. funny because I'd spent 10 years there because after the SAN, we had another, we had, we had someone else that we had myself here. Yeah. But the funny thing is throughout my stay in the law firm, I never, after spending 10 years there, I never visualized myself becoming an SAN. It was never in the scheme of things. And I would like to follow, how can you be in a law firm of SCNs and not even aspire to be an SCN? You understand? Mm. Well, then what are you doing there? But and I what just, are you I, doing I, there? What are you doing there? Yes. So I, yes. I remember when I I remember when I left uh, when I left to start off mediation, people thought I was going crazy. They were like, Fala, look, mediation <laughs> has barely taken foot anywhere. I remember what one senior colleague told me, he said, Look, Fala, just be ready to go hungry. And I said, I told him I was not going to go hungry. He said, why? He said, because I believe in what I'm doing. Because I enjoy what I'm doing. And because I enjoy what I'm doing, I'm going to make a success out of it. Powerful. And I started, and I started off. And I, I dare say that what I've been able to achieve, quote and unquote, in the last five years, if you multiply what I've done in the last 10 years, is mm-hmm. nothing close to it. So this also brings us to another point, fear. Fear. Oh, fear. fear. False evidence appearing real. You yes, see, a lot, yes. a, a lot of times we have been able to magnify, you understand, this fear of the future that a lot of times what we even get scared of never really happens. I remember when I, when I left, I, what did I say to myself? I was staying in a two-bed, in a three-bed then. I said, okay, fine. If I don't make anything out of life, I'll move into a face me and face you. I will sell my car. I will do this. I will do that and all that. That was the option, you understand? Because while I had the fear of the future, I also had the possibility of how bad things could go. And mm-hmm. guess what? It never went there. Because every time <laughs> I would sit down and think about the fear of the future, I would also ask myself what my backup is. Well, my backup is that I move back to my parents' house, you understand, or move into one small dingy place to survive. But guess what? It never happened. So, so a lot of times, the fear people have, they never really come true. Never materializes. Never, never yeah. materializes. The fear yeah. of the future never materializes. So you see, and this is part of the constant battle I'm talking about that, that me is having with myself, myself is having with I. That fear of the future, the fear of not wanting to take that decisive step to get you to where you yes. are right now. You understand? Yes. Yes, yes that is so, powerful. Yeah so, yeah, so to summarize what I just said right now, get a pen and paper. Write down what you like doing. Write down things that, that, that out of those things that you like doing, that you rather do for free and start working on it. But the most important thing, you need to be brutally honest with yourself. You need to have that conversation with yourself. This is not a conversation a shrink can help you with because some people might not feel comfortable being vulnerable with somebody else. But if you cannot be vulnerable with yourself, who else can you be vulnerable with? Absolutely. So we need to have, yes, you need to have that conversation with yourself. And I'm speaking to you right now. Um, Beverly, I'm staring at the mirror. I do that a lot. Anytime mm. I'm, I, yes, because yeah, yeah, because oh, every time I'm speaking, I'm looking at myself. Every time I'm having that conversation, I'm sitting down looking at the mirror. So wow. it's a conversation I'm having with myself. I wow. do that a lot. So you can also do that too. So this is for life. I'm having a conversation with you. 
Wow. You know, I love that you have all these practical techniques and, um, yeah, I would call them coping mechanisms because, exactly. you know, a lot of people think, oh, that person is so effortless. They, they, they are great with everyone. They never get angry. But we all have our individual coping mechanisms. And like you said, know yourself. What are you, you know, that um, um, love languages, the five love languages. Are you visual? Okay, look in the mirror, like Fola. Are you into um, hearing um, positive things? Okay, talk to yourself positively although don't do it out don't do it in public though <laughs> people might think you're mad but yeah do do different things that make you feel good ultimately and, and give you that um yeah that feel good feeling so you can go out and and just you know be the awesome amazing person that you need to be and you know push away those negative imposter syndrome type feelings you know, it's, um, it's, you know, like you said, this is like a symposium that we're trying to I convince tell you, into. I, 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 can, <laughs> I can go on and on. I know the funny thing about emotional intelligence is that there are levels to this emotional intelligence, you understand? Oh, yes. And oh, yes. it might sound self-contradictory. I can say, okay, fine. On the flip side, focus on your strengths. You understand? Leave your weaknesses alone. Then as you now proceed, you understand, you can now turn your weaknesses into strengths. There are different mm-hmm. levels to this conversation. Like right now, you think now, Beverly, it would interest you to know that I used to be very scared of public speaking. And I'll tell you why. Because I can't pronounce R very well. And mm. so most times, so most times when I talk, it's it, it, it people laugh. You understand? But right now, this is what I do. I do a lot of public speaking. I do trainings, I do facilitations. Why? Because of emotional intelligence. When I initially started off, I was focusing more on my strengths to the detriment. Well, well focusing more on my strengths and not my weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. But now, now that I've been able to build that strength to that certain level of confidence, yeah, I'm not coming back to my weaknesses. I'm not oh. picking them one after the other. You okay. understand? I, I remember okay. the first time I was at, well, when I am, um, Ade Jumade, you know him, Legal Ninja, approached me and told me to speak on mediation. I told him, I said, um, Ade, I'm scared of public speaking. You know what he said to me? He said, look, Paula, what is the worst you can do? You will not say anything. I said, wow. And that was it. And I started off, and I started off talking. I'm telling you, and I started off talking now. So right now, the face I'm on right now is this. I'm actually picking up my individual weaknesses and I'm trying to turn them into strengths. But for the beginners and those that are starting off, you understand, you can't afford to do that because you are not there yet. So now, now yes. what I'm saying could also sound contradictory, but I thought you said that we should focus on strength and not live weak. And, and not... Well, um, so we yes. just wanted to... Um, you know, wrap up and you share your final thoughts, words of advice. Oh, also Fola, also Fola, I know you are a certified emotional intelligence coach. I know you're a certified coach. So is it something that you think you might be doing anytime soon? Some um, emotional intelligence um, coaching? Okay, I've actually been doing that for a while in everything I do. Because um, aside from being, um, um, except that I just um, have more like a synergy of some sort between emotional intelligence and then mediation. So in everything I do, like I keep saying, mediation, um, it's just like mediation. Emotional intelligence is a way of life. It's not some toga that you um, you take off and put off, put on whenever you want to. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, yes, because we are talking about uh, 
um, it, it, it is not something that you just decide when you decide to use it and all that. And to your final question, what I'm going to say is this here. I'm going to tell uh, people listening to me right now that they need to take action. You understand? They don't need to wait until a certain scenario presents itself before they start act, acting the way they're supposed to act. You understand? Now is the time to take action. Now is the time to become emotionally um, intelligent. And for those that can afford to have a structured class, I would admonish them to. For those that can't, there are so many articles on, on, on online. You can go to YouTube to learn how to um, um, become emotionally intelligent. Because at the end of the day, if you don't take action, if you overthink situations, you start to have what is called paralysis analysis. Because oh, yes. that's when you, yeah, that is when you start to analyze things to the point where you cannot move forward. So everything that you want to do really is always on the other side of it. Are you scared? of um are you scared of um, um, have you been able to identify what you tend to wait on those things amplify it are you have, don't if you are at that point at that point where you don't even know whether you're scared of something or whatever it is try it out the most important thing is just to be like that nike sign just do it just, just do, do it. it just do it you understand <laughs> and one way or the other things would always work out and find itself Yes. I, I love that. That is such a perfect place to end this fantastically engaging episode on emotional intelligence. Paula, thank you so much for coming back once more thank with you so your fire, it. with the electricity. You brought it all. You brought it all. So thank you so much to my listeners. You've been tuned into another episode of Developing Your A-Game, where you learn and listen to amazing Africans on the continent and in diaspora bringing their A-Game. So until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.